That's music from a live recording. It's by composer Alex Weiser, and it's called Three Epitaphs. This is a piece that I'm going to return to later in the program. I'm going to play the whole thing, but I thought it was a nice way to open up the program. I really feel that music draws the listener in. It's very compelling, beautiful, atmospheric music. Alex Weiser is a young composer who's living in New York City. Welcome to Relevant Tones. I'm Seth Bosted. I'm calling today's program The Young Generation. I thought it'd be fun to check in with composers who are 30 and under and just see what they're doing, see what they're writing, see what their influences are. This is kind of a research-intensive show for us, too, because the vast majority of the composers we're featuring on the program today do not have commercial CDs yet. So turning to Amazon, CD Baby, etc., this was not an option for us today on the program. We had to write all of the composers, track down these recordings, get permission to air them. So I feel like we're really playing the newest of the new music today. I can pretty much guarantee none of our listeners have heard any of this music before. I myself had not heard any of it before we started researching the program. So it's very exciting to be able to bring this music to you today. I'm going to play a piece by a composer and pianist who's doing very well. His name is Conrad Tao. I've been hearing his name for many years because he's a Chicagoan, but he's out there now with an international career already at the age of 22 as a pianist. But he is a composer as well, and I want to feature some of his music on the program today. The piece I want to play is called A Walk for Emilio. And I had a great chance to talk with Conrad in his Washington Heights apartment in Manhattan recently. Turns out, Emilio is a real person. So the piece that I wrote for solo piano that was on my album uh, pictures is uh, called A Walk for Emilio. And uh, it's, it, it, it's about uh, my piano teacher in Chicago, uh, Emilio Del Rosario at the Music Institute of Chicago. And Mr. D was, as we called him, Mr. D, uh, was very, very important in my life. He was my first quote-unquote serious piano teacher. And he was the first person to give me repertoire that, you know, I really could sink my teeth into. And he was the first person to really make me think that music making could be a lifelong thing, uh, sort of a lifelong interrogative and creative process. And I studied with him from the ages of five to nine, which in retrospect is actually not that long of a time, but at that point in your life, it's everything. And um, and he passed away in 2010. Um and I, I, I saw him a couple of times before he died. He was, a, he was sick uh, for a few years, three years, I want to say. And I saw him twice. And, and he didn't really, you know, by the time I visited him, even the first time, he didn't really remember who I was. And, and, and I, I wanted to write a piece just about that time and, 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 and for him and about him. Um, because it, you know, it felt important for me to to do that, and I also was interested in sort of the weird relationship I had with his death because I I wanted I found myself wanting to play for him and talk to him and to just kind of share what I had been up to, and so I found that interesting because at the same time that you know I it's a weird feeling because you know it's this internal process of you're processing someone's death through your experience with it. And it also feels a little selfish sometimes because you're kind of just like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm making someone's death entirely about me. And, and so it was just this very interesting thought process for me. And I wanted to write a piece that existed in that uncomfortable place emotionally. So it's a piece that kind of always in stasis almost, or, or in this uneasy place of, um, this emotional space that maybe is hard to navigate verbally. 
That's a little bit of my conversation with composer and pianist Conrad Tao, talking to him in his Washington Heights apartment about the piece we're about to hear, A Walk for Emilio. Here is Conrad to perform his own music.
That's a piano piece by composer Conrad Tao. It's an introspective piece. This is a composer who's only 22 years old. Again, has a heck of an international career as a pianist. I first heard about Conrad several years ago because he's from the Chicago area. And so my friends were already telling me, hey, there's this kid who's doing amazing things. You should really get him on the program. So I'm so happy to be able to have him on the program today. He was playing his piece, A Walk for Emilio, and I had a great chance to talk with him too about the inspiration for that music. On today's program, I'm playing music by composers who are younger than 30, the young generation as we're calling it. Just want to reach out and find some music that there's no way I would have heard before. I'm always trying to find new things on relevant tones, and I thought this would be a great way to make sure that this is not music that was sent to us. This is not music that I would have heard otherwise, I don't think, if I hadn't actually sought it out. Next up is a composer from Hungary. His name is Matthias Vettel, and he is one of the composers who was chosen for the 2016 Mata Festival. The Mata Festival was started by Philip Glass and Lisa Bialava in New York. The idea was to seek out young talent and give them the chance to travel to New York and have their music played by top-notch musicians. These days, they're receiving well over 600 scores, and Matthias was one of the 20 or so composers who was chosen to be featured on the festival. The piece is called Unusual, and I was taken with it right away. It's quite a beautiful work. It starts off with solo guitar, just acoustic guitar. It's kind of in a microtonal tuning, so it'll sound a little unusual, if you'll forgive the reference to the title. And there are electronics in the piece, but not what we normally associate with contemporary classical music, where the electronics are kind of a ambient backdrop. No, they're a little bit more rhythmic than that. And then the singer comes in, the soprano. It's a very beautiful sound. She's in more or less the same range as the guitar. Here is the piece, Unusual. We're going to hear Eliza Bagg, soprano, Dan Lapel, guitar, and Sam Pluta, live electronics. Music of Hungarian composer Matthias Vettel, performed live on the 2016 Mata Festival at Dixon Place in New York City. Thank you. 
That's music for just three performers, soprano, guitar, and live electronics, and yet I feel like he creates a, a larger sound than that. There's really quite a tapestry that the composer Matthias Vettel is weaving in that piece. The piece is called Unusual, and it was performed live at the Mata Festival. The Mata Festival is dedicated to seeking out young talent from around the world, and they've got quite a name for themselves these days. Their submission process is receiving well over 600 scores. Can you imagine going through 600 scores from around the world, narrowing it down to the 20 or so people who will actually be featured on the festival? But it's easy to hear why that piece was chosen. I think it's beautiful music by Hungarian composer Matthias Vettel. Again, it was a live performance. We heard Eliza Bag soprano, Dan LaPel guitar, and Sam Pluta on electronics recorded live at Dixon Place for the 2016 Mata Festival. We're going to play a piece now by Australian composer Melody Eatvoss, who is currently living in Indiana. She went to the wonderful Jacobs School of Music at Indiana University for her doctoral degree in music composition, and then has stayed on as an adjunct professor. I first came across her music, oh, I don't know, maybe six months ago when I was researching a different program. And then her name came up about a month ago when I was at the Classical Next Conference in Holland. And I thought, okay, it's time to feature something by her. When a composer's name keeps coming up like that, I always think that's a sign from the radio gods that we should play her music. So I'm going to play a piece now called Beatles, Dragons, and Dreamers. This is a live recording. Here are musicians from the Jacobs School of Music at Indiana University to perform The Inanimate Spider from Beatles, Dragons, and Dreamers. Music of Melody Eatvoss. There's a real shimmering quality to that music, especially in the opening. I feel like that opening just really sucks you in. There's this kind of epic, almost 
I wouldn't say movie-like because it doesn't sound like movie music to me, and yet it's suggestive of all kinds of different fantastical actions that could be taking place. And I think that's all reflected in the title as well. We heard movement three. It's called The Inanimate Spider, and this is part of a larger piece called Beatles, Dragons, and Dreamers. Evocative music from Australian composer Melody Eatvoss. This is a live recording that we heard from the Jacob School of Music musicians from Indiana University performing. Many of the recordings we have on the program today are recorded live because most of the composers that I'm featuring don't have professional level CDs yet. We are featuring the young generation, the newest of new music. Many of the recordings we have on the program today are recorded live because most of the composers that I'm featuring don't have professional level CDs yet. We are featuring the young generation, the newest of new music. You're listening to Relevant Tones, a show featuring the music of contemporary composers. My theme today is the young generation, playing music by composers right around age 30 and younger. This is the newest of new music, really the newest music that we could find out there that still has recordings that we were able to feature. To subscribe to our podcast or for streaming versions of this and all previous episodes, you can visit relevanttones.com. My theme on the program today is the young generation. Of course, I think it's nothing new to think about composers under 30. What are these young people doing? What are they thinking about? What are their influences? How will this shape classical music in the future? And that's part of what I was thinking, but also it kind of it was a personal challenge for myself as well. I really don't want to get complacent. We get a lot of CDs, a lot of digital download codes here at Relevant Tones. It would be easy to just feature that week after week, but I wanted to challenge myself to find music that I was pretty sure I would not have heard of otherwise. And so I went to Festival West websites. I looked at the different awards that go to young composers, and I sent out a kind of a call to a lot of people who are some young composers that you're listening to that absolutely deserve attention. And so most of these composers don't have commercial CDs. Today we're featuring live recordings from most of the time, concerts that they produce themselves. All of these composers are also go-getters who are out there producing their own concerts and getting their music played. And I just think it's a real treat to hear this new music and to share it with our listeners. I'm going to devote the second half of the program to two works. I like to play pieces in their entirety whenever I can. And so we're only going to have two pieces on the second half of the program today, but they're wonderful works about as different from each other as they can be by two composers who I have a lot of respect for. The first piece is by Alex Weiser. It's called Three epitaphs and this is the music with which I opened the program today. The title Three Epitaphs refers to his three text sources, William Carlos Williams, Emily Dickinson, and the Seculos Epitaph. I'm going to just go out on a limb and guess that the first two are familiar to our listeners. The third one, the Seculos Epitaph, maybe not so much. Well, me either. I didn't know it either. I had to look it up. As it turns out, it is the first or believed to be the first complete notated musical piece. It's from about the first century AD in Turkey, and the text is about the transience of life. The speaker of the text says that life is short and we should enjoy it while it lasts. Of course, when I read that, it occurred to me that all of the composers I'm featuring on the program today would probably be considered old in the first century AD at the old age of 30 or so. But nonetheless, that sentiment is still important today. Life is short. We should enjoy it while it lasts. So what Alex has done is combine all three text sources into what he calls a meditation on transience. Here is the world premiere recording of three epitaphs. These are musicians from Kettlecorn New Music in New York City performing the music of Alex Weiser.
a meditation on the transient nature of life. Enjoy life while we may, because it doesn't last forever. Very sensitive music by composer Alex Weiser. I think it's a gorgeous piece. One of the reasons I wanted to play the whole thing and not excerpt it. The piece is called Three Epitaphs. It's an unusual combination of settings of text by William Carlos Williams, Emily Dickinson, and perhaps the first known complete musical notated score, the Seculos Epitaph. We heard musicians from Kettlecorn New Music performing live. Actually, it was a world premiere. Kate Maroney, singer. Andrew Sue, piano. Jesse Han, flute. Swan Fong Chen, oboe. Bixby Kennedy, clarinet. Doug Perry, percussion. Hannah Collins, cello. Alex Shiozaki, violin. Colin Brooks, viola. Sam Shugs, bass. All being conducted by Jacob Ashworth. The last piece I want to play on the program is by Colombian composer Jose Martinez, who I first met at the Mizzou New Music Festival. Oh gosh, already a couple of years ago. I was very impressed with the piece that he had written for Alarm Will Sound for that festival. And I was really impressed with what he told me about that piece too. He said it was an effort, an attempt to combine 12-tone strict techniques with Colombian indigenous rhythms, which I thought was just an interesting idea. And I also just liked his attitude. He's like, it may not work, but whatever, you know, you have to try new things. And I just thought that was a great attitude for a young composer to have. But this is something that I think permeates his music. He's definitely interested in rhythm. His rhythms are always bright, vibrant, attractive, a lot of fun. But he likes complexity as well, especially in his harmonic treatment. And you're definitely going to hear that in this music. Here is the Mizzou New Music Ensemble, led by Stefan Freund, to perform Illegal Cycles by Jose Martinez. Thank you. 
Young Musicians, performing music by a young composer as a live recording of Illegal Cycles by Jose Martinez. I think that piece is so much fun. It's a great performance, too, by the Mizzou New Music Ensemble. We heard Aaron Spencer flute, Jeremiah Riddle clarinets, Brittany Stoltz violin, Rachel Check cello, Rebecca McDaniels percussion, Gumi Ra piano, and they were all led by Stefan Freund, the conductor, who is also the director of the New Music Program at Mizzou. Great piece by Jose Martinez. Well, that's all the time we have on our program today, The Young Generation. But what an interesting group of people, these composers, right around 30, maybe a little bit younger. In the case of Conrad Dow, a lot younger, age 22. But they're all such go-getters. Many of these recordings were organized by the composers themselves. I mean, why wait for an ensemble to play your piece when you can put it together yourself? I have so much respect and admiration for that attitude. And generally speaking, I think it's the composers with that attitude who get ahead in life. So if you haven't heard these names, there's a very good chance that you will soon. Relevant Tones has been produced by Sarah Zwinklis and is made possible by the generous support of the Aaron Copeland Fund for Music and the listener supporters of WFMT. This project is supported in part by an award from the National Endowment for the Arts, Artworks. I'm Seth Bostead, and this is the WFMT Radio Network.